Coming up on this episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast, we go through the injury report. That's right. There's already an injury report because there's already a game on Thursday and the Buccaneers laundry list of players that were announced on that list. Then David and I are going to go ahead and jump in and give our biggest takeaways from the week five victory against the Miami Dolphins. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast. I am Dave Jarko, joined as always by David Harrison. And we thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Bucks is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, Thanks to amazing partners like Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. You can check out everything that David and I are doing over at bucksnation.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at jarco underscore bucks, at dharrison82, and at bucks underscore nation. If you're watching on YouTube, those Twitter handles are right underneath our names. We do recommend that you subscribe to the YouTube. We really appreciate it. David, we have uh we have 69 subscribers as of uh as of this moment. That's a very very nice bunch of people that have subscribed to the YouTube videos and the channel. We appreciate it. Uh we're about one week in now. I think we're getting the hang of it a little bit. Had a little bit of a snag with our Monday upload that I had to redo and uh you know, it happens. Technology and and all those things. But Thank you, Bucks fans, again, for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every single day. And because of the Thursday night matchup that the Buccaneers are going to be playing in week six, like James said, we have an injury report. And for the Buccaneers, as usual, uh, honestly, it's a Pro Bowl roster on the injury report, guys, Uh, not participating. And to be fair, the Buccaneers and the Eagles themselves did not actually practice. It was more walkthroughs and meetings, but they did turn in an injury report as what would have happened if they did participate or if they did practice, so not participating for the Bucks. Linebacker Levante David, tight end Rob Gronkowski, and center Ryan Jensen. Uh, so two offensive Pro Bowlers and a, and a defensive Pro Bowler. Uh, limited participants: Tom Brady, Chris Godwin, Patrick O'Connor, Jason Pierre-Paul. Full participants: Giovanni Bernard, Antonio Brown, Jamel Dean, and Ryan Suckup for the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, same thing. They didn't actually practice, but they turned in a report like they would have, or what the status would have been if they actually conducted a full-on practice. Not participating for the Eagles. Defensive end, Derek Barnett. Tight end, Dallas Goddard, who was out with an illness. So unless it's COVID-19, which it's not right now, you figure that's probably going to clear up by Thursday. Offensive tackle, Lane Johnson, for a personal issue. So again, no expectation that he won't be available for the game in center, Jason Kelsey. Limited participant, offensive tackle, Jordan Mailata. And full participant, rookie offensive lineman, Landon Dickerson. A lot of offensive line meet uh, on the injury report there for the Eagles. But for the most part, it looks like they're probably going to be fine as far as play status is concerned james you and i are going to share our thoughts on the the ongoing saga that is the buccaneers injury report but first before we do that we're going to hear from somebody else who uh probably has a little bit more of a, of a better pulse on the injury situation going on there with the tampa bay buccaneers are you sure debatable okay coach um i don't know how much you were able to see of tom today um or uh what more you could possibly tell us about the thumb injury if it's impacting him at all uh, he went to the full practice. Uh, had had we had a full speed practice, he probably would have limited his throwing. But uh, he looks like he'll be fine by Thursday. And um, do you have any more clarity on the injury with Levante David? 
Um, you know, it's, it's the high ankle sprain and each guy is so different. Um, doesn't appear to be heavy swelling. So it's just a matter of, of when he can run and, and cut on it. And we'll wait and see. Thank you. Bruce, in a short week, can uh, Antoine Winfield get out of that concussion protocol? You know, he was out there today doing more cognitive stuff, doing the checks and things like that. So, um, yeah, I think he can. Um, will he? I don't know yet. But, uh, you know, we'll see how this goes. And, and Gronk's not on IR, but do you have any hopes for him on the show? Uh, it'll be very, very close uh, this week. And uh, so we'll wait and see. Bruce, I know you said last week you weren't sure, but just curious if you have any more clarity on whether Carlton Davis will need surgery or not or how long he'll be out. Uh, it does not look like he'll need any surgery, but we have no clue how long this is going to be. And for uh, Sean Murphy Bunting, I know Same. you were hopeful that he could be back at some point, but I'm still not sure when. Yeah, that uh, it's it's going to be still a few weeks off. All right, so there we have Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians, in case you didn't recognize his face or his voice. Uh, so, again, if you're on YouTube, you got to see him. That's that's pretty cool. Talking about some of these injuries. And and uh, we had Rick, Rick Stroud, we had Jenna Lane, and we had uh, John Ledyard there asking Coach about those injuries and you know if you haven't if you want to see the entire full press conference from monday head over to buccaneers.com they have the video up uh they'll definitely have it up by the time you're watching this and you can check out all the comments from bruce arians but james i mean you know some some committal some non-committal stuff like tom brady he's going to be fine stuff like that but you know some of these other plays the players like rob gronkowski you know whether or not he's actually gonna be able to play this week i mean do you have any early kind of feelings about who you think is going to be in going to be out other than you know, Levante David, who I think we all expect to be out, but especially these non-participating guys, Rob Gronkowski and then Ryan Jensen. I mean, you know, I think everybody's going to come into this game expecting the Buccaneers to beat the Eagles, but if Ryan Jensen's not playing, that's a huge, huge impact on that offensive line. Yeah, if I'm the Bucs, I'm holding uh, Gronk out this week anyway. Just yeah. go ahead, let him let him continue to heal. Don't worry about it. The offense has been doing fine without him, uh, or at least they did this week. Um I wouldn't be too concerned with with Gronk not playing on Thursday. Ryan Jensen missing with a hip injury, and he didn't finish the game against Miami. I kind of chalked that up as okay, they're they're sitting some guys, no big deal. Well, turns out, you know, he's he's dealing with a hip injury, so that could be a massive massive loss. Um, you know, the the quarterback center exchange is something that is very often overlooked and taken for granted. And not to mention the mauler that Ryan Jensen is in the middle of the line. It's it's pretty worrisome if he's not able to go. Hopefully this is just kind of a precautionary thing and he's able to, to go on Thursday. But yeah, I would hold out Gronk. Everybody hope and pray that, that Ryan Jensen's going to be all right. Sounds like Patrick O'Connor is going to be back. Um, and then, yeah, until we hear otherwise, I'm just going to assume that Carlton Davis and Sean Murphy bunting are basically out until the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty much the best way to look at it. And, and you mentioned Rob Gronkowski, you know, sitting out of this game possibly. And, and that's not necessarily a bad idea, especially when you think of kind of the entirety of the season, you're already four and one through five games. You yeah. know, you want to go five and one, obviously through six. And, and we've talked about it before on this show, talking about quarters and winning the quarters and, and going two and zero oh in the second quarter of the season. And then you always kind of have that, you know, that, that kicker there at the end, now that you have the extra game to kind of replace one of those losses potentially. Uh, but honestly, if, if there's a game that the Buccaneers can afford to go without Rob Gronkowski, it should be this Philadelphia Eagles team. I mean, uh, among the best or among the worst, rather, I should say, against tight ends so far this season, uh, opposing tight ends coming into week five. So this all these numbers are before 
week five. So through four weeks, the first quarter of the season, the Philadelphia Eagles had given up 25 receptions to opposing tight ends and three touchdowns, some of the highest numbers in the NFL for the 2021 season. So even without Rob, if you figure, you know, you got OJ Howard out there who got a little bit more involved in the offense and you've got Cam Braid out there, kind of the steady veteran who always kind of seems to come up in the clutch. Uh, you know, you should be able to right with with the greatest quarterback of all time. Oh, by the way, uh, you should be able to execute enough to be able to pull out a win against Philadelphia. But I mean, you look at these defenses, James. I mean, uh, I broke this down to you earlier in, in a private conversation, but week one, the Buccaneers lose, lose Sean Murphy bunting week two coming out of it. We find out that the Bucs are going to lose Jason Pierre-Paul to a shoulder injury that he just came back from Antonio Brown happens to miss week three with COVID-19 or on the COVID-19 protocols. Week three, Jamel Dean goes down. Rob Gronkowski gets that rib injury. Week four, they lose Carlton Davis. And then week five, we see Levante David go down. I mean, what 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 do you make of this? Like, I mean, we you know, we only cover the one team, right? We cover the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I started covering the Washington football team this year. They're dealing with their own uh litany of injuries. But I mean, I don't think I've ever experienced or ever ever remember a team losing, first of all, this many players and and not just as many players, but this many impact players. I mean, again, listen to that roster. Sean Murphy Bunting, Jason Pierre-Paul, Antonio Brown, Jamel Dean, Rob Gronkowski, Carl Davis, Levante David. Oh, by the way, Scotty Miller. I mean, these are guys who are starters. And when you look at Scotty Miller, like he could be a third receiver on a lot of NFL teams. The rest of these guys are starters across the National Football League. What do you what do you make of this right now? I mean, I, I don't expect you to say, oh, their head, you know, head athletic trainer needs to be fired or anything. But I mean, what do you, what do you make of this? I mean, is there when is it just like I don't I wrote for Buckstation.com on Monday? It's like there's a cloud over the Buccaneers, and somewhere in the universe, someone's like, no, no, no more NFL boat parades. That's hockey business. You're not having any more boat parades, but still, they're four and one. Yeah. Uh, also, hockey season starts today, so the Lightning get to drop their banner against the yeah, Penguins. buddy. Yeah, um, they're losing a starter a week. They're losing a starter a week, and the only thing that I can come up with this is this is my irrational rationale is that at the end of the season when Tom Brady is holding a Lombardi trophy up in the air yet again the storyline the DVD you know the NFL network special it's all going to talk about how much adversity this team overcame because all we heard all last offseason all the starters are back it's the first team since like 19 diggity six that all the starters of a Super Bowl champion roster are coming back. And now it's going to be, well, all your starters came back, but then you lost one a week. What are you going to do next? Well, we're going to win another Lombardi. Yeah. I mean, first team in the free agent era, first Super Bowl team in the free agent era to bring back all 22 starters. And not only that, but they brought back a lot of the backup singers. I say that uh, out of love, not out of, you know, shade or insult to guys like Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller. Uh, but they all came back, and you know what? So did BetOnline.ag. The number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season is back here with the Locked On Podcast Network. We've got a new updated site, new interface, more odds, more props, more contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So if you haven't signed up already, head over there to BetOnline.ag. Sign up today, and when you use the promo code Locked On on your first deposit, you will get a 50% kickback bonus you don't you deposit not donate deposit a hundred dollars you use the promo code locked on when you make that initial deposit you'll get an extra 50 from betonline.ag just for being a locked on bucks listener whether you're looking to bet on football basketball boxing or your favorite vegas casino games don't wait take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season bet online is still the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts 
segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thank you again to Bucks fans for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. David Harrison, James Yarko on Twitter at dharrison82 at jyarko underscore bucks. It's Takeaway Tuesday. We've got some takeaways from this weekend's game victory over the uh, the Miami Dolphins. Not 48 to 17, James, 45 to 17. Thanks to Ryan Suckup, who uh, my mother-in-law, I told you this offline, my mother-in-law watched our very first YouTube episode, and she said she feels very bad for that gentleman for having such a name. But I said, you know, he's a Super Bowl champion. He's a field goal kicker in the NFL, one of 32 to have that job. I think he's okay. I think he's all right with his name and his profession. Definitely worse last names that we have seen come through the NFL. Yes, there, there are worse ones to come through. But we're not here to talk about name rankings. We're here to talk about plays. We'll save that for the offseason. Yes. Uh, Takeaway one, James, for me, uh, Tom Brady is in line to make history again. I mean, just keeps making history, right? But not only that, but he's going to do it in prime time. And if you remember a few weeks ago, I predicted that Tom Brady would break this record in prime time. Uh, and that is, of course, don't don't do it. That is, of course, he is going to become or he's in line rather to become the first NFL quarterback in history to reach 600 career touchdown passes he needs just four to do it in prime time in philadelphia which i mean tom brady's not a part of that story but if you've been a bucks fan for like 21 22 23 years you would love to see a buccaneers quarterback granted he spent 20 years with the pats got but you would love to see a buccaneers quarterback become the first to throw 600 touchdown passes in philadelphia on prime time even if you got to go to work friday you're going to go to work with a smile on your face having witnessed that. And I mean, James, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back too much, but I predicted that Tom was going to break this record in primetime. You did. It just happened to be a primetime game that was two weeks ago. <laughs> um, Couldn't let it go, could you? Nope. <laughs> yeah, come on. The shoe was on the other foot. Would you have let me get away Absolutely with that? Absolutely not. Exactly. All right. <laughs> um, and let's not forget, Tom Brady has his own issues with Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he does. Um, not as uh, much as he does with the Giants, another NFC East team, but we're not going to talk about that on this show. That they're going to face in primetime this year. But, yeah, we're not going to talk about that game right now. What are the odds that they run the Philly special? I mean, I mean if 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 the, the Bucs or the Eagles? The Eagles. The, oh, the Eagles. I thought you were in the Bucs. I was going to say, if the Bucs were up by, like, two or three oh, scores, right. I think you got to run it run it in Philly just to rub this rub it in. Um, I could see it. I mean – I think when when teams face Tom Brady, it kind of adds a little bit of a dynamic. And even if because like this coaching staff wasn't there, Jalen Hurst wasn't there, you know, uh, Devontae Smith wasn't there. Like a lot of the players and, and role players in this game weren't there. But that history is still there. And when you enter the building, you don the logo, you kind of absorb a little bit of that history. And I mean, if if they have the opportunity, like, I don't know, like first drive, right? Like if it's first drive and you're inside the five and you're the Eagles. It's prime time. It's the Super Bowl champs. I mean, why not? And Jalen Hurts has the athleticism to pull it off. Yeah. All, in all seriousness, though, he is in line to to set this record, set reach this milestone in prime time. Yeah. But Super Bowl aside, regular season primetime Buccaneers in the Tom Brady era, not good. In the Buccaneers era. And Are just you? just since the Buccaneers existed, they don't do well in prime time for the most part. Uh, no, just the since Brady has come and the Bucks have gotten all of these primetime games, they haven't looked good in prime time other yeah. than the Super Bowl. 
Uh, you can go back to the struggles of, of 2020, and then you can look at this year. I mean, the offense did fine in week one against Dallas, but that game was much closer than a lot of people thought because Dallas's defense apparently figured out how to play football. You go back to the Patriots game. That was very ugly. Uh, could have very well been a loss. So I'm not sure if I would say that Tom Brady's going to end up with four touchdown passes on Thursday night. I hope he does because, you know, I enjoy talking about victory. Well, Friday in this case, but also fantasy football. Um, but until the Bucks put together a solid primetime performance, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to go there yet, but yep. be interested to see if that happens. My first takeaway, speaking of the offense, is that it's beginning to show flashes of the 2020 offense. Now it's about maintaining and improving. And again, they can start to do that in prime time on Thursday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. They have not been good in those situations. They need to put together these back-to-back solid, dominant offensive performances like they did in that final stretch of the 2020 season and into the postseason so that they can continue to really get rolling. And it's going to help overcome some of these injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball with Levante and Carlton. You guys know the list. You know the list by heart now because we talk about it literally every episode. So the offense needs to continue the high power, no risk it, no biscuit style that they showed against Miami. Throw those deep passes to Antonio Brown. Throw the deep passes to Mike Evans. I want to see some deep passes to Chris Godwin that are somewhat on the mark because he seems to be the only one not getting any of that, you know, 50-plus yard touchdown love. And then, again, just absolutely ground and pound with Leonard Fournette. You said it and Fournette it. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> the, new, that's the new motto. Um, I like so, it. I like it. I I can't take the credit. I I stole that from the fantasy footballers. But gotcha. That's that's something that can help this defense immensely overcome these injury issues. Is the fact that they can rely on their offense to put up thirty five plus a game. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, you want to see that the back to back uh, that run back of it. You know what I mean? Again, two games in a row being held to relatively low output uh, on offense. And yeah, weather was impactful on one of them or whatever. Uh, but when you have a roster like this one and you've got the player playmakers on the team, you want to see cleaner football. And, and let's be honest. I mean, if it was if they played cleaner uh, in New England, they would have put up more points. So it wasn't just, you know, the fact that the ball was wet. Like there was we've seen players we've seen these players especially play in bad conditions before they can do better than they did in New England. So Miami was a was a breath of fresh air, if you want to say it like that. And yeah, uh, you know, we'll see if, if they can get their groove back. I and mean, it's two episodes in a row. I've made the reference to getting your groove back. It is, and it's a little curious. A little troubling. But, We're going to have to break that streak. But I'll allow it. Well, it'll be broken tomorrow on WTSP Wednesday because you won't be here. It's true. So there you go. All right. Of course, this episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when you use rockauto.com. Why choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts as a chain store or a car dealership? 
For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from your local chain store, $216 at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer, whether you're a professional or a do-it-yourselfer. They have everything that you could possibly need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Wrapping things up here on a Takeaway Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. James Yarko, David Harrison on Twitter, at jyarko underscore bucks, at dharrison82 on YouTube. Go subscribe. Let's do that. David, we are going to finish up our takeaways right now. And you talked about in the last, with your first takeaway, that something was going to come to fruition just like you predicted. I said something could come to fruition. Let's, let's be clear. Right. That is not my bold prediction. That's, yeah, yet. absolutely. Yes, you're, you're right. But your takeaway had to do with a prediction that you made. Right. Correct? Yes, absolutely. My other takeaway is also going to double down on a prediction that I made before this season started. And that is this Buccaneers team barring injury, because God forbid they get through a game without some sort of major injury to a starter. But this team is going to end up with three wide receivers that or that have a thousand yards receiving Mike Evans. As of this moment, he is the team's leading receiver to reach that thousand yard mark for again, just another season in his career, because that's all he ever does. He needs 50.6 yards per game to reach that point. Their number two receiver, Chris Godwin, he needs 52.9 receiving yards per game to get to 1,000. Antonio Brown, even with missing the game with COVID, he only needs 56.25 yards per game to reach the 1,000-yard mark. There's absolutely, barring injury, no question in my mind that those players are going to reach those plateaus. Yeah, I mean that those are those are very attainable numbers for all three of those guys, especially with Tom Brady and considering the fact that I mean, right as of right now, and you know, things could change, you know, certainly, but as of right now, it looks like the toughest defense they're gonna face all year they've already faced, and that is the Los mm -hmm. Angeles Rams, who you know, unfortunately they did lose to, but uh yeah, so I mean that that certainly seems like some some benchmarks that they can they can definitely hit. Um yeah, Buffalo's, wow. That's Buffalo's defense is gonna be tough. It's it's tough, but I don't I don't think they're better than the Rams defense, I guess is my point. I mean, that might be the game they fall off, but I mean all you need then if you're Mike Evans, is get get a hundred yard game somewhere down the schedule. If you're Chris Godwin, get hundred and five. And if you're Antonio Brown, I'll get yourself hundred and twelve. You know what I mean? Those guys are are obviously fully capable of doing that. So all right then. We might uh, we might be onto something here with your with your bold prediction there, Mr. Yarko. So kudos to you on the early success. Again, it's only five games in, so let's give it a little bit more time before we start trumpeting horns, but it's, it's a good update. And, and uh, I think, uh, yeah, those numbers are incredibly low. Get all three what? of those guys. That's all they need. I mean, that's, that's, uh, and that's it's hard catch. to find a flaw there. One catch for each of those guys to hit those numbers. Yeah, they could easily every, get that. Every single one of them, you know, can, can get a reception of that caliber. 
We just yeah, saw absolutely. Antonio Brown do it literally Sunday. Yeah, an assist to, to Tyler Johnson. Um, so, yeah, so good. So final takeaway from this week five game for me. And really, I mean, honestly, like the, the theme here has actually kind of been takeaways from really the entirety of the season, but they kind of just dawned on us thanks to this Miami Dolphins game. Uh, my last takeaway is going to be that Todd Bowles, Keith Armstrong, Larry Foote, Kevin Ross, and Keith Tandy, not Casey Rogers, but the rest of those guys all deserve a huge round of applause for the job that they've been doing. If you're if you're not familiar, those are your defensive coaches for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, except for Casey Rogers, defensive line coach. Um, and don't get me wrong, I mean, of course, you know, the defensive line staff, and of course, there are assistants as well uh, behind the scenes who also deserve uh, a well-rounded uh, round of applause as well. But listen, mainly, you know, those guys just mainly, I say in jest, because they're the ones who've been eating all of these injuries, uh, especially Kevin Ross. I mean, you can't show me a position coach that has literally lost as many players and role players uh, and impact players as, as Kevin Ross has. Larry Foote has been doing a good job. He's going to have another, uh, you know, their, another issue on his hands this week. Keith Armstrong, I mean, and then the special team contributions, some of these players, especially linebackers, um, you know, special teams guys are, are always important as well. So just the job that this defensive staff has been doing. Look, I know, you know, 10 points on the first two drives against Miami Dolphins, maybe more passing yards uh, than you want. You know, I got it. Like the defense hasn't been the Super Bowl defense. And I completely understand that. And I get that. But at the same time, guys, I mean, I'm not going to rattle the list off again. I already rattled it off at the beginning of the episode. But show me another team that's that claims to have a stake in the Super Bowl championship this year. Not the Rams. You know, show me, you know, the Rams, the Bills, anybody, especially not the Chiefs and the Packers. Like you show me any of these teams that lose the exact members, you know, number one and number two corners, number one safety for, for a period of time, linebackers. Like you can't show me another defense in the national football league that would still be contributing to their team being four and one at this stage. Especially when you consider guys, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, we talk about the offensive struggles here for a couple of games. They had two games where they didn't score nearly enough points as you want in the national football league to secure a win yet. They still won. Why? Because the defense kept the opponent to even fewer points they deserve a nice tip of the cap. They deserve a very big round of applause, I think, from Bucks fans because, yes, it hasn't been perfect. It hasn't been clean. It hasn't always gone the way that you wanted it to. It hasn't always been as smooth as you wanted it to. But, again, considering the attrition this defense has seen so far in the season, to be 4-1 and one and to be in position to honestly go in as favorites, to be 5-1, and 6-1 even moving down the road, I think it's, been, it's, a, it's a huge testament to what the players are doing for 1-2, but also the coaching staff are keeping them together. Nobody's panicking, bringing in the right players at the right time, because you can easily say, just go on the streets and go get a guy. Look, C.J. Henderson still ain't playing for the Carolina Panthers the way that Richard Sherman's playing for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's not as easy as just go get a guy. All right, that's Madden. This ain't Madden. You got to get the right guy. And not only did the Buccaneers do that in the secondary once with Richard Sherman, but they did it twice also getting uh, Pierre Desir, and they've all molded and blended in perfectly and beautifully. So, again, I'm going to say it for like the fourth time here. Round of applause to those coaches. I think they deserve it. We, we are quick to criticize when it comes time to. So I think in this situation, we also need to be quick to praise. That is my final takeaway from week five. Yeah. I mean, you, you take a look at another postseason hopeful in the green Bay Packers. They lose their top guy in Jair Alexander. Jamar chase goes out there and straight torches that defense, the rookie wide receiver that in the, the preseason talked about how he couldn't catch the ball because he wasn't seeing it. You have, Let's take the Los Angeles Rams, for example. If the Rams lose Jalen Ramsey, is that defense as feared as it is right now with Jalen Ramsey? No, of course not. So the fact that the Buccaneers have lost their top three corners, you know, throughout throughout the season. Now, granted, they got Jamel Dean back, but two games ago, you were you were out your top three 
corners. So, and I know I criticized the defense yesterday because I am frustrated with them. I don't think that some of the players are playing up to their potential. I don't mm-hmm. think that some of these guys are finishing off plays the way that they should. But what they have done with the amount of talent that they've lost and what this coaching staff has done that, that you pointed out has been nothing short of remarkable. If any other team in the NFL loses this many starters, they're not in the, the Super Bowl contender conversation anymore. You know, we may be seeing the, the Chiefs leaving that conversation and they still have everybody. They just kind of stink. So what they've been able to do, how they've been able to, to still put together wins has been nothing short of impressive. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. I, I'm 100% guilty. I criticized them on yesterday's episode. I criticized them in my, my pick six column on Monday at Bucks Nation, but give credit where credit is due and, and what they're doing is, is really impressive. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think it's just about keeping things in perspective, right? So you look at one of the upstart teams in this season. You look at the Arizona Cardinals, who have been taking a lot of people by surprise and, and, and by storm. Look, you take away Chandler Jones. You take away Byron Murphy. You take about Rob, you take away Robert Alford. You take away Buda Baker. And then you take away Isaiah Simmons for a game. Or you take away J.J. Watt for a game. Like, that Arizona Cardinals defense is nowhere near what it is right now. And that Arizona Cardinals team is nowhere near where it is right now. So, And you could just you go down the list. So the fact that, again... If we would have told Buccaneers fans in the beginning of the season that this injury situation was happening here, everybody would have said, oh, well, you know, I guess uh, maybe we'll get a good draft pick and, you know, hopefully Tom Brady sticks around for another year and we can run it back. I don't think the the fact that this team is still, again, running 4-1, they're still favorites, and they're still looking like a team that is going to make a run, not only to the playoffs, but can make a run deep in the playoffs. And then again, like you said, hopefully they're in the situation because they're already doing it, right? You look at Rob Gronkowski, you look at some of the other players, they're taking their time, bringing them back. They're not pushing them back too soon. They're not pushing them back too early and then putting at risk, you know, even more serious injuries. And I think that's the smartest way to do it. And the way you do that is you continue to win. If you start to stack up some of these losses, then you kind of get to this where you're like, all right, dude, hey, if we give you a shot, can you go out there and make this thing happen for us? They're not in that situation. And that's going to be huge because, I mean, you mentioned the Buffalo Bills. Look, if, if it comes down to that game or any other game and you got some guys injuries, like, could you play? Yeah. Look at the look at the standings. We're only one game. Like, we've only got one loss. We can take another one if we really have to. So we're not going to push you out onto the field. We're going to be smart. That could pay dividends in January and February. Absolutely. It is a marathon, not a sprint. With that, David, we are going to get out of here. Thank you again for making the Locked On Bucks podcast your first listen every day, free and on all platforms, now including YouTube. Make sure you go check that out and make sure you subscribe. Come back tomorrow. I'm going to be joined by Evan Klosky for WTSP Wednesday. As we always do, we're going to put a nice tidy bow on the previous game, and we're going to begin our look ahead to the next game, and we're going to spend a little bit more time on that Eagles game because we don't get an – as many preview shows to uh, to break down that matchup as we normally do with it being the Thursday night kickoff. So make sure you check that out. I'll go ahead and give my bold predictions and, and my predictions for the game on that episode uh, before David has his crossover on Thursday. Make sure that you are making your second listen of the day, the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson give you the expert NFL analysis in less than 30 minutes. It is also free and available on all platforms. 
Check out everything David and I are doing over at BucksNation.com. Follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JDarko underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands, be good to each other. And we thank you so much for joining us right here at Locked on Bucks.